There is more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. Today, we're with Kimberly Leet. Hi, Kimberly. How are you? Good, thanks. Hi, everyone. Hi, Gary. And we're going to talk about all the different things that you can do, like meditation or guided hypnosis or tapping or Reiki or all these different things. And what do those things really do? Uh, I started meditating about almost, you know, about six years ago. And, you know, I was always sort of resistant to it. And then I just started using the Abraham meditations. And at first it was really hard because I couldn't stop any thoughts and the, stop, the thoughts were just flowing through like crazy. But, the, you know, the first day I might have done two minutes or three minutes or something. And those things are 15 or 20 minutes, I guess. And, uh, you know, within a week I was doing the whole thing all the way through. And that's when Joshua came. And so many things happen when people start meditating. Mm. Uh, how long you, have you been meditating a long time? Uh, yes, in different forms. Um, to be honest, I don't remember when I started. However, for me, it was probably more around 2008 when I first was attuned to Reiki, somewhere aligned to the original seven-level system of Reiki. Um, so I haven't done all the levels in my system. There's seven practitioner levels. I'm at 5A. So, yeah, 2008 I first started. So with that... Um, you know, you could do a lot of self-reiki, you know. So I use that as a form of meditation. So I would meditate with that. So probably that's where I predominantly started doing that. Of course, I probably did mindfulness before that, but that was when I probably did the attention of meditation. Yeah. And of course, you know, throughout the years, you would, yeah, I would go, you know, in and out of practicing, you know, um, routinely, you know, <laughs> as sometimes we all do. But, um, of course, the last several years, it's been more... Um, you know, more of a daily thing and more of an intentional practice. Yeah, it's amazing, you know, and <clears throat> it wasn't until this year that I realized that the goal of meditation isn't really to stop thought. It's to connect to source consciousness rather than fear consciousness. Mm -hmm. And when you, you know, pay attention to the thoughts and realize you're just a witness to those thoughts, they're not your thoughts. Your thoughts are not manufactured in your brain. They're attracted, just like everything else is attracted, based on your vibration, and you're receiving thoughts or transmitting thoughts. And so you can let them come in, and then you can notice what they are, and then let them go out. And I, you know, I can probably stop thought now for like five seconds or something. But then I get hooked up into the source consciousness, and then I get all this inspiration coming in. And I just play with that. I really think that's the key because once that high-level thought starts flowing in, then it's something you can play with and think about, and you don't have to push it away. I was pushing away all these wonderful thoughts, too, thinking, no, no, got to have no thought, but uh, now I've changed it up, so now I'm, now I'm like really getting a lot of inspiration during meditation. You, you do, and the more you practice it, you will get more more inspiration, more guidance. But, of course, as well, part of this journey is the releasement of old programming. So as you do meditation, especially what's happening now with these big energy shifts is that, um, you know, the beings of the light call this a purge. So unwanted limiting program is no longer needed, comes to the surface, but you still have to witness it, you still have to address it and let it go. This could be anything from annoyances, like maybe something you didn't realize before was in your subconscious, but when you're in meditation, these annoyances come into your awareness and little 
you know, negative emotions and thoughts. And this is something linked to old programming, but it's it's actually there for you to transmute it into love. If you just recognize it, see what the limiting belief is behind that. So process it in a meditation and you'll find, I mean, it can be very challenging when it's very intense when you do this in meditation. You feel like stuff is meditation. I've had enough of this, not feeling good. But if you keep going, that you'll find that go away because you're addressing it and then yeah. you'll start to feel, you know, you'll, your vibrational will start to increase and you'll feel better. So it, it's a process. And that's why a lot of people, um, you know, give up when they first start doing meditation because of this. But it's actually for you. And if, if you know it's only, you know, a short-term thing, these negative emotions, and then the more practice you do, the less of this old programming will come into your awareness. Yeah. Um, Joshua has done channeled, uh, I think 10 meditations now that Kyla has read and they're fantastic and they're all on Amazon music and Spotify and things like that. Also, we've just started uploading to insight timer. Have you ever seen insight timer? I have actually, I've um, uploaded a few beings of the light meditations myself. So I've got a couple I need to um, upload. Um, yeah. So it's, it's very good. So with me, um, when I do meditations, um, one of the modalities that comes through me is it could sound alchemy. So it's a little bit unusual. I discovered this what, a, a couple years ago and I was guided to basically vocalize this sound. I'm like, okay, it's a bit weird, but Hey, let's go, let's go with it. <laughs> And I realized that what happens is that it, it intensely increased my vibration. And it was like, for, for me, it was more intense than Reiki. And I could see colors and I was getting all this guidance. And it was like, okay, this is something. So I've developed it and I've incorporated it in sacred sound meditations. I've done a few. You'll find them on YouTube um, and also Insight Timer. There's a few there. And, yeah, I'm doing. I'm starting to do group ones actually from today. Patreons, that's very exciting, but cool. Yeah, so that's my that's the only little unique version of uh, channeled meditation. Have you ever been hypnotized? Hypnotized, um, I have been, um, very briefly. This is when I did my counseling degree so many years ago, and one of the teachers were hypnotizing us just for exercise. But to be honest, that's it. <laughs> that's yeah, I mean, we all get kind of hypnotized in different ways, I suppose, but this was intentional. Hip- hypnotized yeah like I had well I was on the you know when Joshua was coming through in the early days it was all just writing and not speaking and I never thought that Joshua would come through and speaking and then Jules Johnson from Law of Attraction Mm -hmm. Radio Network we're on a Law of Attraction cruise and I'm one of the speakers there with Pam Grout and a whole bunch of other speakers and she says we're gonna I'm gonna hypnotize you and have Joshua speak for you I go okay I'll try it so she we go into her cabin and she lays me down and starts hypnotizing me and then had a bunch of questions that people had asked for Joshua and started reading the questions and Joshua just came right through. And so for the next couple of days she did it again. And then when I went home, she would do it through Skype. And those were the very early days of it all coming through. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I remember when that happened, actually. It was a very exciting time in Joshua community. And, um, yeah, for me it was with Reiki. So um, that allowed me to first channel the beings of the light. Oh, really? During Reiki? Doing Reiki on on myself and that Uh helped raise my frequency and um, just little exercises of writing down, uh, you know, random sentences, you know, be in silence and just work down whatever I came. And for me, it came on very quick, but of course it was never quick. It was, you know, all my life's been leading up to it, of course. Right. And then I did a particular Reiki session and all of a sudden I was like, Ooh, I see Archangel Michael sitting in front of me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of a bit full on at first. But yeah, it's all um, grounded a, a bit more now. So yeah, yeah no. but everyone has different ways of getting in touch. So, you know, hypnotism, Reiki, whatever, it's a form of going inwards. But meditation is, you know, there are so many types of meditation, but basically it's just going inwards, you know, focusing yeah. internally and trying to block out the external and, you know, focus on your breath, silence the mind if you can, but notice your thoughts. So, it's basically underlining every modality anyway. Have you ever done tapping? 
I have not done tapping. There's though. a ton of tappers in the Joshua community. I Mark Shahad is the most famous that. one. And he comes to a lot of the Joshua events and does tapping there and ex explains that he's a master tapper, faster EFT tapping. And yes, what's that? I said, I'm familiar with the technique, but I haven't actually done it. Or yeah. yeah, we make fun of him. He has a hat. <laughs> we actually got him to make a t-shirt that says, I'll tap that shit out. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> That's good marketing right there. Yeah, and he wore it to one of his conventions. It was funny. Um, so there's tapping, and uh, then uh, Isabel Zimmerman, one of my friends, and there's a few yeah. of these people who do QHHT, oh, and yes. they're hypnotizing you to go to past life regressions. And I had that done, and my past life, I was an Indian chief, in somewhere in America in, you know, 300 years ago. <clears throat> and I'm on back on a horse and I have that big headdress on and I can see my whole little Indian village there with the teepees. And it was Great. just amazing, the feeling of this. Uh, and there was, you could see the warriors and the hunters and the squaws and the kids running around and everyone had their role and they all were sort of, they all, there was a medicine man. They were all born for their role. They understood that they chose this role and everyone was totally equal in the tribe. And the chief wasn't superior to, you know, to the squaw or the children or the hunters or whatever. Everyone was equal. And it was like this unbelievable feeling of pride looking wow. at your village. Yeah, it was cool. Can you imagine what experience that would be? Yeah. Wonderful. So there's all kinds of different things. So this question from Jojo today is, can you talk about the similarities and differences of our experience and how it has an effect on us when doing meditation versus listening to guided hypnosis versus tapping? Love, Jojo. So we have uh, Horace who answered for the beings of the light. And let's go into Horace's answer. All right. D1. You are a frequency being, a being that consists of vibrating energies that resonate with different vibrations of sound and light. Sound and light is the foundation of energy. And the manifested formats in your illusion of activating tools, such as meditation and other modalities in your reality. You resonate with certain tools because it carries a certain vibration signature that is aligned to your unique frequency and can be used as a key to unlock more of the remembering of oneness, more of the remembering of wholeness, and more of the remembering of who you truly are beyond the illusion. And meditation absolutely unlocked the key for me. Mm -hmm. All right. If you are drawn to different modalities and these resonate for you, then these modalities are for you. If you do not resonate with them, then they are not required for your remembering. You may choose to play with varying modalities that do not resonate with you. It will still be a benefit for you as you receive the guidance in some form to experience it in action. When you engage in ascension modalities that do resonate, they activate parts of your energy structure, allowing you to more consciously connect to your divine being state, to the you that exists beyond the illusion, to you as source manifested. These energy activations can have varying felt effects in the physical form depending on what activations are required, depending on what human limiting conditioned energy forms you have attached to your human experiencing here. Therefore, everyone will experience the effects differently for it's all unique to you. And this is the basis we really have to understand that we're all so unique that there literally could be 7 billion different modalities, mm -hmm. you know, because nothing is going to work for everyone. It, we're, all, right. we're all going to resonate with things more or less. I actually had Reiki. Um, I, I went to Reiki once a week for probably 
three months and at the end said, no, this isn't doing anything for me. But possibly it was unlocking or getting me in the vibration of Joshua back mm-hmm. then, you know, as part of that journey for it. And I, I was thinking, you know, this is supposed to fix something and nothing's supposed to fix anything. It's supposed to just allow you to become, to raise your own vibration, you know. Yeah. But I, I really like this, that, you know, how it activates parts of it, any structure, and it's basically what resonates for us. So, you know, like you said, like some people might be drawn to certain modalities, it's for them, and some people might be like, oh, why do you try this? It's very effective. They try it. Maybe it's not as effective. So it's basically the key here is do what resonates for you, even if it's a bit out of the ordinary, because I think those of you that are in this community are used to out of the ordinary. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, so, you know, experiment. And um, I really like this, how it, it does activate energy structures, you know. So us as human beings um, are aligned to Gaia, are aligned to who we truly are, of course. So these different modalities are tools that assist us to align to who we truly are. So, of course, like we said in this question, it's 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 different for everybody because if you have a lot of fear in a certain area, then you might have it felt in, in a specific area. Like with Reiki, you know, um, if you're having a certain issue, then you might feel that physically, you know, a, a stronger physical sensation in the area of the body and so forth. So everyone's different. So there's not one i guess answer because everyone is unique in this so it's basically exploring what resonates and then um you, you can trust that that's for you and it's activating what's needed to yeah and you could put yoga and and massage in this category of too of course there's so many modalities it's about you know feeling good when you do massage even you kind of you know you're blissed out you connect mm-hmm. it's a form of meditation walking, connecting to nature, just looking at the ocean or looking at the trees. It's a form of meditation. Sure, There's people so say many that all the time. Types. Yep. So many it's, different types. Mm, all right. You have many tools available to you in your reality and the clue to find what is aligned to your unique frequency is to feel what resonates for you and engage with those ascension modalities. When you feel your way to what resonates, you are allowing your own being to show you its own key to move you further into the remembering of who you truly are. The keys to unlock more of who you are in your conscious awareness is already within. Allow your own being of light to show you the way. Sometimes you may feel to keeping with tools that you know. However, there are many paths for you to take on this journey inwards. Some ascension modalities are just being brought forth to the earth plane for the first time. Some are waiting to be remembered in the in the conscious awareness so they can be brought through. Perhaps you are one of those beings to bring a modality through your frequency. It is all a creative game that you are playing, activating the God creator that you are. Know whatever ascension modality you are guided to experience, it is activating the structures of your physical being to align to a higher dimensional version of yourself, releasing limiting programming that is no longer needed, releasing what no longer serves, and opening yourself up to embrace more of the divine love that you are. It is a journey inwards until you can consciously remember that you are in fact source manifested. You may not remember fully who you truly are in this lifetime continuum. However, it's a journey of remembrance. These ascension tools which you have created in this expansion game you call life is a tool to remember that you are in a game and a tool to lift the veil of illusion, a tool to remember that you are one. It is with such love and admiration that we come through, for we are you, we are one, Horace. Long paragraph. And I just got thinking too, ayahuasca and 
other psychedelics and mushrooms and stuff like that, where people may say, well, especially with mushrooms or LSD or something, that no, that's wrong, or even pot, no, that's wrong. And those are just other tools too. And people really get the sense that they, that the physical is an illusion when they're doing psychedelics. So it's an, you know, it's another way to activate all that inside. But it's also about with all these modalities, not to get to attach them as either, because that's part of the illusion. Like if we attach to these modalities, like, oh, we have to have this. We need to have this for us to, to connect more to ourselves. They're just tools. And like what Horace was saying here, it's a creative game. This is still part of the illusion, but we have this game here to play and have fun with these different modalities. Like we created these games. So, you know, do what resonates with you and, um, you know, not take things, I guess, so seriously. And there are many different modalities. And what I really like about this is that Horace says that, you know, uh, Jojo might be one to bring one of the modalities through. And I know when I first, discovered sacred sound alchemy you know i was a bit like well this is very new this is a bit strange you know like i'm just vocalizing these weird tones out of my mouth but this this uh, this uh action that's this um energy resonance that's being created like i'm feeling so energetically high just by vocalizing my voice there's something here and then you know i could have easily gone ah, this is just a load of rubbish, Um, what's this silly, whatever, because I'm so tuned to guidance now and uh, I got a little bit of backstory about where it came from. Um, I says was was my teacher with that. But, uh, (laughs) but, uh, you know, so this is the same for everybody. They might have their own unique modality coming through, whether it's, you know, a vocal thing or whether it's, you know, a healing modality or, you know, and they might judge themselves and be like, well, this is rubbish or, they try and compare it with other modalities and because it doesn't fit the status quo or there's nothing they can really compare it, they disregard it or they don't think they're worthy enough of it. But at this time, as you know, it's a time of great awakening. There are many of us bringing forth these new modalities. And no matter where it came from, its origin is coming through you uniquely so it'll be different, you know. So embrace it no matter how weird and strange it is. If it benefits you, then do it. Yeah. Um, one thing that we really have to get clear is the, whatever the tool is, it's not going to fix any problems. That's right. And you can't use it to control your reality. You can't use law of attraction to control your reality. You can't use any of these things to control your reality. They are just, all they're doing is connecting you with your inner self or connecting you with source consciousness. That's all meditation is doing. It's not going to fix anything. And the funny thing about that is, There's 10 Joshua meditations. One of them is abundance. And people listen to that 10 times more than all the other ones combined. You look on Spotify, it's like, boom, all filled up 100%, you know, and all the other ones have one or two little dots compared to the 10 of that. So drop this need to control anything and just do it because it's pleasurable. That's right. And you you will derive pleasure out of meditation after a little bit of practice just like everything else. You'll derive pleasure out of Reiki and massage and yoga and whatever else that you want to do. Drum circles, singing bowls, all these things, right? Mm-hmm. Singing bowls, we do that um, before we do, when we have retreats and our friend Greg comes in and gets his bowl out and sets the tone for the whole place. It's really cool. I like bet you, fun? yeah, I like that one, just like that one. Yes, I have here as well. I do it in my meditations. And even prayer would be in that category. Oh, yes. There's so many different different forms. Yeah. All right. Here's what Joshua has to say. Dear Jojo, you have an inner self. Your inner self is always guiding you, as are your millions of guidance supporters and source itself. You are either connected to the consciousness of love or you are connected to the consciousness of fear. The more often you are connected to the love consciousness, the more you will receive love-based ideas, wonderful thoughts, and the inspiration to move forward into the life you intended to live. Connection to that powerful stream of consciousness based in love will provide you with all you will ever need. So this is like, just realize that all of this is about 
moving past the illusion that you're imperfect, that you're not source. Okay, if we're all aspects of source and source is perfect, then we're all perfect as we are in every moment. This myth of imperfection is the driving force behind the self-improvement industry. Mm -hmm. And it's just part of this control-dominated society where everyone thinks, oh, no, you got to control every aspect of your life. And so everything that's out there, as far as self-help books or course, courses like that, are all designed to help you learn how to control better. Well, right. here's, here's the uh, secret. Control doesn't work in an attractive universe. You're always going to be focusing on the lack of control or the need to control or what's wrong. The only thing that will work is the absolute acceptance of what is. The boot camp is the only thing that I've ever seen that's created from the absolute acceptance of what is as a course. Course in Miracles might be too, but I don't know too much about that. So the whole idea is to figure out a way to connect to your inner self, to realize you're perfect, and not to control anything, to let go of that need to fix things. The problems, like everything else, are an illusion. <clears throat> okay. It can be hard as well because we're so conditioned to control, even, you know, to make goals. Like that's a lot in the, you know, motivation, you know, self-improvement communities, like make your goals, you know, but it's about control. What happens if you don't meet it? You fall down, you know, like well, you, you yeah, go through first the of all, if you didn't reach it, then you feel like I'm unworthy because I didn't meet my goal target. Would you rather make goals from your limited human perspective or the, allow the universe to move you swiftly to everything you truly want, you know, mm -hmm. you know, who knows better how to do it, you or with a limited perspective or the universe with the ultimate broad perspective and power. Uh, right. First thing I ever did was give up goals. No more goals. No, yeah. I, I do intentions, but they're not goals. My intentions are very general, you know, and my number one intention is to connect to my inner self. Sometimes you are more connected to the consciousness of fear. Anytime you feel doubt, anger, frustration, boredom, or any other bad feeling emotion, you can know for sure that you are not in alignment with source consciousness. You are simply choosing a perspective that your inner self would never choose. Why do you do this? Because something has triggered a limiting belief. You are receiving guidance in the form of negative emotion, and this is being offered to you from your inner self. But you often ignore these messages. Your connection to your inner self is not strong enough to alter your perspective and to discover and analyze your limiting beliefs. Uh, a lot of times it's the limiting belief that drives you to, to well, almost all the way, time it is. You know, you, we're doing boot camp number six right now, and one of the things that everyone does is put in their life story, and there's always something that happened to jumpstart people's uh, quest for more information. And that's how they find, you know, law of attraction and Joshua and all these things. So it's the, it's this thing that, you know, this disconnection to source consciousness that's making you do things to control things. You realize at some point in your life, it doesn't work. Most of us don't realize that until we're like 40 or 50. You're lucky that you're uh, so young and vibrant and found out all this stuff early. And then we choose another path or, or at least allow ourselves to be moved to inspiration to find all this stuff. Yeah, it's, it's one step at a time, you know. Usually, if you're right, it takes something within our life to be like, you know, I've had enough of this way of living. And a lot of people turn to law of attraction because, like, I've had it with my life or I'm not feeling happy, I'm not feeling fulfilled, so I'm going to do what The Secret said. I'm going to visualise my perfect job. And blah, blah. So they yeah. get, you know, a lot of the people get 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 into this kind of communities through like law of attraction because yeah. but again through a form of control but then of right. course those who you know continue the inward journey realize that it's um there's a lot more to it yeah and yeah. um it's actually you need to let go of control and it's you know easier said than done but it's um you know an onward journey and it's an inward journey and it's never ending <laughs> well it's it's the reason i got into the secret was because i wanted to get my money back that i lost in the meltdown and so I was like using law of attraction to control my reality instead of create it, right? And so, so many people go to law of attraction in order to change things they don't like, 
and they get stuck because you can only think enough positive thoughts for a while. And, you know, and, and actually, I did radically improve my life, but it was still, you know, I, I re- all I did was relax a bit is what I did. And things remarkably turned around just from relaxing and not trying to prove my worthiness or any of that stuff. So it's, I was still trying to control things, but softer than before. Before, I used to control things with the iron hammer or glove or whatever, fist. All right. If you perceived that you had no control over how you feel and that the conditions, people, and events had all of the control over how you feel, you would be exploring physical reality from the perspective of a victim. This is not bad or wrong, but it's not pleasurable, and it's not what you intended. You intended to maintain a strong connection with your inner self. You intended to feel good. You intended to receive guidance. You intended to live in a state of acceptance. You intended to live as a blended being, guided in every moment by your inner self. If you are not aware of the thoughts you are thinking, your limiting beliefs, or the guidance that is being offered, you do not have a strong connection with your inner self. You are the one who is floating through life without allowing the support and guidance to flow into your awareness from your inner self. And this is duality. People believe things are either right or wrong. And if something's wrong, they want to stamp it out. They're sure of it. They're going to argue that it's wrong. And they're, and that's one of their limitations, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and in order to really be effective in this life, to go on this inner journey of self-discovery of who you truly are, it's all about connecting with the perspective of your inner self. And when you feel positive emotion, that's how you know you're connected to that inner self's perspective, that everything's right. And when you feel negative emotion, that's when you know you've adopted a limited perspective, perceiving that something's wrong. And that's the illusion. And your inner self is giving you that guidance. But if you don't realize it or feel it or understand what that is, then you're just going with the old programming and living in duality and trying to control everything. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's challenging. I mean, it's a journey for all of us and it's easy to be like, well, I'm not feeling good. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to try and control my emotions by doing a modality, you know, but are we engaging in it because you want to fix the fear or are we doing it because we feel good to do it? So there's two different distinctions here. So yeah. you can easily use these um, tools for control, you know. Well, all of the tools we have, a hammer, a drill, you know, are all designed to control or make things to control easier, you know. And so it's just our human way of being that control not only seems like it's the right thing to do, it's like the only thing to do. You know, and when you tell people that if you perceive that the outside conditions make you feel something rather than realizing they're just choosing the perspective, so you're creating the feeling yourself, mm-hmm. they, and then you say that you're a victim because you perceive that, uh, well, the word victim, too, carries a different meaning. In, in this sense, the victim means that you're not the creator of your reality, that you're the victim to fate. Not that anything bad is happening to you, but just that's how you're approaching life from that victim mentality that other people and other conditions cause you to feel things instead of you choosing. Joshua's been talking a lot about this lately, and it's very difficult for people to understand this. When Joshua says, you can look at your, you know, Joshua will say, what's the most joyous time you've ever had in your, in your entire life? And people will say, when my baby was born and the love that I felt looking at that baby, and Joshua says the baby had nothing to do with it, you were looking at that baby from the perspective that your inner self was looking at it, and you were just agreeing with your inner self and feeling the natural connection to source energy that would always be there if you thought about everything the same way you thought about that baby, right? It's coming from within. It's not coming from the baby. It's not coming from someone who says, I love you. It's you seeing this as a good thing. You know, the sunset doesn't make you feel anything. It's you perceiving the sunset as beautiful and your inner self is agreeing with you. 
Mm. And it's also a connection that takes place that assists you in connecting to to who you truly are. So like for newborn babies, because, you know, they're fresh from the other side. So because of that, they're so highly aligned. And there's a part of us that obviously connects to that and that reminds us of who we really are, reminds us of, you know, who we are in the non-physical. So that kind of um, energy exchange also assists us having that feel good and of course a lot of chemicals and all, you can go on about all the, the body chemistry but but um, you know children that are being born are very very high vibration and it's just this love that they vibrate resonates with you and activates that love within you so you can do that with anything when you connect to nature you know that nature is part of you you're part of Gaia so you can have that same, I mean, you might perceive it as differently because it's not your tree. You, were, you didn't birth the tree, but that capacity to feel love can be with anybody and anything, um, you know. So it's all a perspective thing. It's so true because, you know, people feel something when they look at the ocean because mm -hmm. there's so much energy coming off that ocean and people feel something when they look at mountains there's, there's energy coming off those mountains or looking in this night sky in the universe, you know, in the stars, there's all this energy that's there because, because, and we appreciate these things because we are the creator of those things. And it's a form of meditation because when you connect to nature, it's basically um, an extension of us, you know, as above, so below Gaia is us. We are Gaia. So, you know, when you connect to nature, you are connecting to yourself and that's why we have this connection. And, of course, <clears throat> of this bountiful of, you know, nature spirits in terms of, you know, duality. But by you connecting, it really is the rate of vibration. Like when I went to um, Iwazul Falls, I was telling you about. Yeah. It was so beautiful, the nature. I literally cried. Like I had tears of joy. It was so beautiful. It touched me so tremendously that I, I teared up and it's because of I allowed the nature to connect to who I truly am, you know. This was like connecting to source in an external way. Source manifested in this beautiful piece of nature here and I connected to that. So you can, once you can change your perspective that everything around you that has life force energy is you, is source. We in a state of duality, we see separation. We see you and me are separate. We see me and the tree, me and the ocean is separate, but it's actually different forms of us. So once we can start to perceive, I mean, it's it's challenging because we're in the duality consciousness. But if, but of course, just lately, we've, if we have moved into oneness dimensions, but it's, you know, been long conditioned within us that we're separate. So, you know, one step yeah. at a time, but connecting. Well, you know, and it's like the way that you feel about looking at nature because your vibration is so high and you realize who you are and you have a strong connection with your inner self that you were on that wavelength. But there's a scene in Vacation where Chevy Chase is sort of like trying to get everyone going and they get, they finally, what's the movie Vacation? The Christmas Vacation? No, the, the original Vacation. Ah, okay. Yeah, where they get, okay. to, the, <laughs> they get to the Grand Canyon and it's like, okay, all right. Okay. All right. Let's go. Oh yeah. <laughs> because he didn't. He didn't have. He was. He, he was elsewhere. He was not present. You know. Oh well, it's it. the same with when I was in Wazel Falls. Everyone, of course, with all their phones. You know, yeah. which is something so beautiful. You want to be on your phone. Technology also distracts us from connecting. So yes, I took photos, but there was a period of time like that's enough photos. Phone right. away. Let me just connect with the energy, and that's yeah. when I felt more of the emotion. So yeah, you know. Um, you know, that helps as well when we connect with each other. True. Put the phones down. <laughs> Your inner self is always with you in every moment. That inner you has always been aware of you and of every thought you have ever experienced in your past and present and will always be there in your future. You cannot disconnect from your inner self fully, but you can always strengthen that connection. It's up to you. So how does one strengthen that connection with their inner self? There are many ways to do that. You could read books, listen to podcasts, and watch videos to become consciously aware of your inner self. You could meditate and become more and more aware of your thoughts. You could strive to feel good through exercise and diet. You could engage in yoga. You could participate in a boot camp. You could experience Reiki massage, 
or hypnotism. You can consult with a light worker and you can enjoy an EFT session. There are many ways to strengthen that connection to your inner self. And that's funny because I had written this, um, I had written this three days ago. Wow. It feels like I've written like a month ago. And I totally forgot that whole paragraph when I was talking about all the different things you could do. It's all right there. Yeah. Joshua didn't say you could do drugs for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, if it feels good to you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You could do psychedelics. When you feel good, you are connected. When you receive inspiration, you are connected. When you feel bad, you are blocking that connection to some degree. When you are thinking something or someone is wrong, you are choosing to remove your awareness from the guidance that is being offered and instead connect to the stream of consciousness or fear. So then, in fear, you are disconnected. In love, acceptance, joy, interest, curiosity, exhilaration, excitement, etc., you are fully aligned with your inner self. You could do all sorts of things uh, to maintain and strengthen that connection by simply doing whatever feels good. So how about that? That opens up modalities of anything that feels good. I imagine surfing is one of these things. You know. Of course. They yeah. actually have this um, – in Australia, there's a program for men that's gone through, I think it's depression or trauma, and there's an, it's actually like a therapy thing. So they, as a bunch of guys, that go out to the water and surf, and it's a form of mindfulness. So we have this already in Australia. Yeah. So, you know, well, this just shows you that anything that makes you feel good or that allows or, – or you feel good doing – you know, the feeling good is that thing that connects you to inner self. And all these are just tools to make help you feel better or help you feel good. And usually so, most of these modalities, it allows you to quiet the mind. So it has the, the feeling good, of course, um, but also it has that aspect where it allows you to kind of quiet the mind or be mindful. And that's another key here that it yeah. helps to, to move through all the chatter in the, in the mind. Right. Very cool. Well, anyway, that just shows you that yeah. anyone can come up with a modality. If that's people it. feel good doing it, then that's the thing to do. Um, when you feel good, you are connected. Did I say that one right? Yeah. Okay. If you feel disconnected, you are out of alignment and you will, and you, and you will see your temporary disconnection as a permanent problem. In seeing that you're having a problem with your connection, you maintain the vibration of disconnection and you increase the momentum of feeling bad. The connection to your inner self will not solve any problems. It will simply feel good. So then, the best possible way to maintain your connection to your inner self, your guidance supporters, and the source itself is to feel good. Whatever allows you to feel good will be the best way to maintain and expand your level of alignment. The choice is yours. So it's all good. It is all good. And just to note on that as well that, um, you know, when people have gone through like a lot of trauma and dissociated, it, you know, it can be very hard to feel good naturally. And this is, you know, when I guess tools can really come to effect here. But again, doing it because you feel inspired to do it, guided to do it not because I need this to fit, you know, to fix. Like for me, for instance, when I went through my trauma, I was completely dissociated, like numbed out. And luckily I had Reiki, you know, like, so that was my form of, and I felt guided to do that. So I followed the guidance, even though I wasn't doing it to fix it, I used that and that allowed me to connect to who I am and discover more of who I am than even before the trauma. So that's why the trauma was a blessing for me because you know, I did the Reiki on myself. I allowed me to connect to who I really am. And that's when I discovered, you know, law of attraction. I'm like, went through the whole stages, you know, Louise L. Hay, you can heal your life and all that kind of stuff. And that started me on that journey going inwards. So, you know, everyone's journey is different and there are so many modalities out there, but just know and ask yourself, you know, are you doing this out of fear or doing this out of love? Right. Because you're always supported. <clears throat> but there are tools out there in this creative game because we're God creators. So there are little clues out there, little tools to assist us. So you find what resonates with you and just do it out of joy. And, um, yeah, it will assist you to expand. Yeah, and it's got to be in your belief system too. Like mm -hmm. people love drum circles and I hate drum circles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing a drum circle. Um, 
I, uh, but you know, people love drum circles and stuff like that, you know? So, so it's got to align with your belief system to, you know, so not to say it's going to fix anything, just to say you're comfortable doing it. It's fun to do. You have friends doing it. You could see the benefits. Tap tapping is a little strange, but we have so many fun friends who are doing tapping that it's fun just to do it with them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So let's let's come up with new modalities. Yeah, it's it's all within us, and um, <laughs> you know, from from what the beings of the light said, is that if you are meant to bring forth new modalities, part of your soul contracts, uh-huh. then it'll come out when it'll be remembered when you are vibrationally ready. Yeah. And usually what you'll find is these modalities um, are from your other, you know, experiences of life. So it could be from another life. It could be from another life on another world, <clears throat> which is often the case. And um, But it's being brought forth through you uniquely because of your vibration. Like for me, for my the sound alchemy, um, when I got into it more, I was guided and, you know, Goddess Isis said that she was my teacher of it in Egypt, but she was also my teacher of it in the Palladium system. I'm like, right, but she was not known as Isis then. So I'm like, right, so it's, an, it's a, you know, out of this world ability. I'm like, that's nice. So, um, I mean, there's different forms of it in different ancient cultures here, but the fact that it's coming out me now and this time continue, not me back in ancient Egypt or another world, is that it's coming through in a different way for this time continuum. So right. you can fast, you don't have to compare, you don't have to research. I know it's we have been conditioned that, okay, I'm discovering this new modality, so I need to research on it, see if there's something that compares to it or that kind of thing, and just let that go. Like if you feel guided, if it comes out of you, you know, um, and you can tell there's a, di- a difference in your energy and makes you feel good, then most probably it's going to help other people too. Maybe not everyone will resonate with it, but, you know, it's about pushing past your fear. And if you've got to do so, then put it out there. What is, how does sound alchemy work? What do you do? Right. So basically what it is, is that I vocalize the sound vibrations, kind of like chanting. Yeah. But um, they're more, they're more vibrations. And then sometimes I can feel like my, my mouth vibrating in the energy and it comes with like visualizations and basically helps to what I've been told is that they're tones of creation, tones of the gods I've referred to this as. And it's um, basically helps raise your frequency, activates dormant DNA and helps bring more light into the cell. So it's basically meditation on steroids is like I like to refer to it. So it really directly connects you to who you are. So when I do it, like I literally get so high, like, like high as a kite, you know, like on this energy. And it's literally just me channeling these um, healing essential that like kind of codes, energy codes. And it assists me in different ways. And I've put this meditation and I've done this like with personal sessions as well. Uh And a lot of people have come back and said how it's helped them. And and they also feel these energies. So, you know, it sounds a bit strange because it's like, I'm just channeling this energy through this vocal toning. Um, but you know, I got nothing to really compare it to, yeah. although you hear of, you know, chanting and a different kind of, um, things like that, but it's a little bit different and, you know, everyone has, if they're meant to explore it, then it'll, it'll happen naturally. Like I was literally doing meditation. So I do like a Reiki meditation on myself and literally I was guided to just to vocalize, to sing. I'm like, all right. So I did it. And I'm like, this is unusual. <laughs> usual sounds coming out of a mouth and then yeah and then I was I was informed of what exactly it is so yeah I pushed past the fear and putting that out there um so you know there's all these new modalities and they're not really new they're so just being do you do you have one on YouTube that people can go and see yes um I just recently did one um and it's up on YouTube uh, you'll, you'll find it it's uh, beings of light with Kimberly just google that um, live channelings is the YouTube, but go on the website and you'll find the information there. That one was I channeled Isis and the Hathors. And the Hathors, I've just been informed that I was also an aspect of, that I'm an aspect of, and they're really into sound frequency. So I um, channeled different beings in that one. So it's interesting. And I basically the meditations, I've changed them up a little bit and I've got um, 
some Tibetan bells as with, with the sound alchemy as well overlaid. So, you know, ah. have a little listen. And it kind of works, you know, binaural beats. Have yeah. you heard of binaural That's another beats? one of these things. I was just thinking of that. Yeah. yeah. So what I find with the, the vocal sounds coming out of me, it it kind of works like that. So that kind of high you get sometimes when you listen to Banoa beats, you get that from listening to, to mine. And it's the same thing. So it's more effective to use headphones, even though I don't use any technology to, to affect the frequencies like Banoa beats do. It's just a natural thing. And for some reason for me, of course, when I do it live, it's more powerful. But when I record them and listen back to them and when I listen back through headphones it's more powerful because it's a very nuanced vibration that's coming out of me and that's like so it's it's very powerful so you know um continuing on this exploration with it I've only discovered it what this beginning of this year I think I wow. yeah so I'm like yeah I'm exploring that's very exciting wow yeah, that but, is cool but it looks like Jojo might have a medallion of her own yeah <laughs> absolutely cool all right, so tell everyone where they can connect with you again. All right, so you um, can jump on my website at beingsofthelight.com and there you'll find links to my YouTube channel, um, uh, Podbean, we've got you know, Apple Podcasts as well, we've got Patreon, I've got different um, things going on there, different uh, programs you can go into there. Also, Facebook page, Beings of the Light with Kimberly Community, if you want to join the Facebook group. And then, yeah, all the links you will find on the website. Excellent. And if you want to connect more with the Joshua Community, please join the Friends of Joshua Facebook group. Uh, you can go to the website and sign up for the new newsletter, which we put out once in a while, letting you know what's going on. Uh, there are other podcasts is where I'm channeling Joshua in front of a group of people. And that's called Joshua Live. So check that one out too. Okay, Kimberly, this was great seeing you again. Had so much fun. And you have a wonderful day down under. You're just starting your day. I'm just ending mine. Yes. What time is it there now? It's 6 p.m. Well, I just realized actually there is now a time difference change Uh um, with you guys. So it is now 10 a.m. 10? Wow, that's not bad. Oh, good. You got to sleep in today. Awesome. (laughs) Cool. Awesome. All right. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.